Hey, 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 welcome back. It's Julie here with another episode of You're in Charge. And I am coming to you at the ungodly hour of 4.44 a.m. Why am I doing this? Not because I set my alarm and said, hey, Julie, let's do a podcast. But because I was woken up with this and I thought, okay, how many of you have ever been drifting off to sleep and an idea or a list or like something you're supposed to do or something that you want to remember comes to mind and you're like, no, 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 no. If I get up and I either write this down or do anything, I'm going to wake myself up too much. And no, I just need, I need to go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep. And you think, all right, I'm going to remember this thing tomorrow when I wake up. And then you go back to sleep and you wake up the next day and you go, oh, what was that thing I was going to do? Right? Say, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me so many times. And over the last few years, it's happened way more times, well, actually way less times than I thought, because I think with the pandemic, I got into this whole whatever, whenever, you know, there was nothing, no place to be. So the clock went out the window and I was actually happy to have it go out the window, honestly. Um, It got me into my own natural vibe. So, and some of those natural vibes were bizarre. Timing wise, like everything, it just got weird. Sleep got weird. Everything got weird. And so I kind of stuck with the weird a little bit and found out where it was working and where it wasn't. Anyway, this podcast is seeming like one of those things that I no, no, I'll remember. I'll I'll write this down. I'll do this. Uh, no, I won't. Because I've been thinking about the last podcast that I did. And it was technically the one year anniversary date. But it really wasn't because it was like two weeks after that. Because I realized a few days after the one year anniversary date that I hadn't done an anniversary episode. And then I started to get all up in my head about it. And then I, I'd had this idea and I started to work with it. And I slept on it. And so it didn't take the way that I wanted it to take. And so then it became more of something and then less of something. And then it morphed into something else. And then, okay, now I've got to get this out. And okay, yeah, now do it now. And that I kept putting that off and putting that off. And I was more and more in my head and less and less in my own integrity, if you will, of the, of the actual product. And I think that's where this one is coming from is the integrity of a product. So I was going to sleep with a weird thought in my head and yes, I know. Welcome to yet another of my weird thoughts, but this one was like how I've let myself down because I've I've been 
believe it or not, with all this time that's going by in between podcasts, I am doing extensive research into the world, my world, the way people think, the like things that are going on, why I'm doing and and it gets very, very tiring. And things can go sideways for me, or at least they seem like they're going sideways. And it's hard for me to get out of my own way, um, ego-wise. My head, our heads, they, they make up these rules. It, things have to be this way. It has to be, has to look like this and go like that. And we do this a million tiny ways with our production, our work ethic, the way our families are raised, our religions, our relationships. It, we do it all the time. And so I'm trying to get behind and underneath of that motivation. Why? why we do the things that we do. So again, I use me because that's what I've got, me. And one of the things I've been digging into is like that podcast and like, all right, well, why'd that one go sideways? And, and I had, believe me, I had the temptation to take down that one year anniversary podcast because like that didn't go the way I wanted it to and I didn't even re-listen to it I just knew that wasn't it and I don't know what happened so in going to bed tonight this morning whenever a few hours ago (laughs) I was thinking about not being comfortable in my own skin lately and really I mean over my lifetime but like at various intersections with various issues. And one of the things that is really strange and yeah, this is, this is odd to be, to be mentioning this, but I was thinking about deodorant and what a struggle I have been in to find deodorant. So early on in my life, was just dealing with anxiety when I look back at it. And that created a certain amount of stress. And I couldn't find a deodorant that would stop me from sweating and smell good and, you know, do all the things that you want deodorant to do. So I found some like really intensely intense deodorant and they finally did the job but then as i'm getting older and and realizing health studies and and having a history of breast cancer in my family deodorant became a much more serious look at what i was doing and I was looking at the ingredients on these deodorants and realizing I needed to get away from them because they had cancer causing agents in them. These from all the extensive research that I've done on these studies that other people have done, 
so forth and so on. And from here on out with the podcast, I may or may not list ingredients, list name brands, different things, um, because I am keenly aware in society how things get shut down with code words. So I'm, I'm watching what I say a bit, um, and hopefully you will be able to read between the lines. So, so anyway, I have been on a very long journey to try to find deodorant that functioned the way a deodorant is supposed to function. Pardon me, I'm like hydrating myself, trying to make myself up and small burps are happening. Anyway, trying to find a deodorant that is functioning the way that you want it to function so that you don't smell, you don't sweat. And also smell the way that you want to smell. <laughs> like, you want it to work on all of those fronts and not sacrifice your health. So I started this back in 1991. Oh, wow. Found something that kind of sort of worked, didn't work, like all these different products. I can't even tell you how many, how many different products I've tried. And I finally found one about, oh, wow. I mean, it must've been eight or 10 years ago. And I was really pleased to find something it smelled good. It, it didn't make me sweat worse. It didn't make me, you know, smell funny later on because some of these products would start out great. And then as the day transpired, started to, uh, things just weirdness. Come on, people, weird. The body is weird. Products that you put on the body make things weird. So it got weird. So I found this product and I was really, really happy with this product. And you know you're happy with something when you don't have to think about it any longer. It's awesome. You get up, it does what you think it's going to do, and you don't have to think about it. That is the sign of a really good product, whatever the product is. And I was in that zone, and it was really great. Little did I know that so many other people were finding this product that the big conglomerates also got wind of this product and this product was cutting in to their domain so of course what naturally happens in our god forsaken first world issues is the big conglomerate bought out the little guy and good for the little guy, bought it out for millions and millions of dollars. Now this is where it gets tricky and this is where the, the meat of this 
podcast is coming from. When this product was bought out, when they sold their company, they sold their recipe. And what they did is they sold the rights to their recipe. So this is becoming an integrity situation. Now, were, were they sacrificing their integrity by selling it? No. The integrity that I'm talking about is the integrity of their product. They did something that was completely in balance all the way through. And I think I've mentioned this before about having that that balance, the world law, the, the natural laws are to stay in balance. So if something is aggressively wrong in one area, it will be aggressively right in another in an effort to balance things out. So what we're looking for ultimately is to make choices that are so well balanced that there's very little adjustment needed later on or that doesn't cause that hangover, if you will. So let's use alcohol as an instance to define this this law of balancing. It seems like a lot of fun to go out and get drunk. And a lot of people do it on a lot of different occasions. Maybe they just get buzzed, whatever. Less of a balancing needed if you just get buzzed. Even less if you only have one drink. Even less if you have no drinks. But you want that fun or the ease, the numbing effect, whatever it is, the reasoning behind drinking the alcohol. So the more your body wants to balance and then your mind, your ego takes over why you're drinking, the reasoning for drinking, the more it's going to have to adjust later on. So if your ego is the one that's deciding that you need to numb something out, then you're probably going to go aggressively in drinking the alcohol. And so now there's going to be a lot more to balance out later on. So that reasoning might have been hidden from you, might be unconscious to some degree. Might not be. Might have been a, a bender of a of a work week or just a day. So that's fueling your reasoning behind picking up that drink. And if you're just doing it because you enjoy it for whatever reason, then you'll have less to balance out. But it stands to reason that you're going to be out of balance. Alcohol is not something our bodies actually want. We, we don't need alcohol. 
there was a time in our evolution when we did because if you drank the water the water was so polluted that that would put your body out of balance so the fermentation process of the alcohol killed a lot of the bacteria so it was healthier to drink alcohol and there would be less repercussion less to balance out so our bodies became I don't want to say adjusted or accustomed to drinking alcohol, but it was introduced. But now that we know how to filter our our drinking water and what makes it polluted, we can avoid that and do the more balanced thing. But alcohol got introduced to our bodies and now it's in our system and in our egos and all of that got convoluted and blah, 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 yada, yada, here we go. So now after drinking the alcohol, you've gotten extremely imbalanced. You might have a screaming hangover. And now you have to get back into balance. Okay. So that was a long-winded explanation to the idea of balance, your body doesn't, your body, your mind, your your spirit, your soul, like everything about you wants to be in balance and nature will provide that balance. So you do something where to your natural body, where you've added something to it, where it doesn't Agree, it puts things out of balance and you're going to have a hangover. So that's what I'm trying to say about all of this. It's to decrease the hangover. So going back to the the product being bought out, they were not out of integrity by selling their company. They created a product that worked, that was great, that put people in balance, that it was it was a great thing and that's threatening to the system because the system was built on ego on power on money on illusions again my last podcast about the three major illusions but we've as a culture, as a society, have invested so much in that illusionary system that anything healthy threatens it, they're going to do what they can to keep it in balance because it's the system that they're trying to keep in balance, not nature. Okay, so that's where things get confused too. So here we are. I'm actually really impressed with my ability right now to stay on point. I I can't even believe how early this is and what I'm doing. But the the integrity of the product wasn't in wasn't being threatened by this person's standards, but they had a they had a very subtle choice. And it this is where it gets hard. So the first, the first bit is, okay, great. Invent the product. The product works. 
The product works really, really well. It's all in balance. It's all in harmony. People are liking it. It's keeping them in harmony. This is a good thing, which is why it took off because it was all imbalanced. And then it organically takes off. And that's what we all really, really want. That's the sweet spot. And so they hit that sweet spot and then got picked up on the radar by the big conglomerate. Conglomerate says, ooh, hey, threatened by your, you know, like we, we see where this could go. Like you guys could really take off. But then there's the problem of finding something that's in harmony like that and then not being prepared for how it's going to take off and how quickly it's going to, and then having to keep up with the production levels and, and how are we going to grow with this? And it takes on a life of its own. So then that can become very, very stressful. So yeah, they will want to jump ship and it's going to look like a good thing to sell their business. And for all intents and purposes, it probably was a good thing, a good choice for them. They get rid of their stress. They've put a good product out there. But th- then there's this little, it's a deeper level of integrity because it's talking about the product that they created because then that takes on a life of its own. And that product has an integrity. And what they did when they sold the business is they sold the recipe and they sold the rights to that recipe. And so then when the conglomerate picked it up, they now have the right to change that recipe. And it was all in a contractual agreement with all kinds of tiny print. And so then what happened is they, they broke ties. Okay. That we all know how sales agreements work. You no longer own that product. So now we have the right to do with it as it's contractually agreed upon. And then they start to fine tune it to their, to their desire. So they kept the name of the company. Oh, I'm sorry for this particular one. They did not No, pardon me because there's another experience that I had with this. So for this deodorant, they changed the name of the company. Then they could change the ingredients and guess what? It's not the same. It doesn't work the same. And So I've been on another search for deodorant that works, that doesn't exacerbate or cause breast cancer, that smells good, that does what it's supposed to do and continues to smell good. So so the company the integrity of the company, the integrity of the product was sold, was changed, was altered. This happened with a toothpaste 
that I had found. Now, finding a toothpaste when you are raising children is incredibly difficult. Finding one that doesn't have this certain ingredient that also causes imbalances in our bodies by adding problems to us later on that might solve problems at the beginning or they sell it to, to that. But finding a toothpaste that your children will actually use that isn't too hot, it isn't too spicy, and it tastes good, and it tastes like bubble gum, and it has the this and the that, blah, 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 blah. and is also balanced and isn't going to be subversively undermining your health. Oh, God, all of it. It gets so complicated trying to do the right thing, trying to keep things in balance as a mother, as a single mother, as a finding that was like, it was heaven sent. And I found it and it was awesome. We had flavors for the children. We had flavors for the parents. It was great. It was awesome. And then it was so imbalanced that the big conglomerates found it, bought it and changed the recipe and added in the ingredients that I was looking to avoid. And they did it so, in such a tricky way. The name stayed the same. The ingredients changed. And I had to find another toothpaste and give up things. And and the kids had gotten older to this point. They're like, no, we're not going with that one. We don't like that one. And so they're off on their own tangent with toothpastes. And I had to give up that, that battle. And the deodorant battle continues. So why did I start off on this? Because I was going to bed thinking about the weirdness of this deodorant and thinking about what, what it means to be comfortable in my own skin. And and to be in integrity and in balance. And, and it's so flipping hard to stay in balance when there's all these ego-based decisions to be made and, and, and what that looks like and how, how do you do these things. And I'm probably going to lose my train of thought at this point. What, what's been going on is tiny little adjustments where I, you, we sacrifice our integrity our own knowing, our own internal balance for the sake of the status quo, of the system, of whatever that system is. And and it can be so subtle because we don't realize that our relationships are a system. Our households, our families, our religions, our 
work environments, our just being out on the roads, they're all systems, little tiny systems that we just continue to invest in, if you will. Every time we take a certain route to work, to the grocery store, we go to a certain grocery store. Those are all of our little agreements. And those are our balance points, if you will. And so when you have a pandemic that shuts things down, our systems get thrown to the wind. We all experienced it. We couldn't get our groceries the way that we did. We couldn't even leave our houses. That's a whole system in and of itself. What happens? How how we grew from that? What what became of our education with our kids? What became of our our work? How who became instrumental to having those systems continue? What stayed open? What shut down? And how many of us were flooding back into the world as soon as it could open or fighting against it when it shut down or completely being stoked that they shut down. I was amongst those people that was stoked because I am an ambivert. For those of you don't, who don't know what an ambivert is, it is both an introvert and an extrovert. It is a balance point between the two, but you will align more with one than the other. And the way you decide if you are an introvert, an extrovert, or an amb- ambivert is how you live, how you recover. So... If you recover better by being alone, then you are either an introvert or an ambivert that leans toward the introversion. If you are an extrovert, you recover, you regain your energy by being with others. So the pandemic for extroverts was a nightmare. For introverts, it was heaven. I so came into my own during that time. But what happened also was that time came to an end. And then the status quo had been thwarted heavily. And everybody was looking to get back to that status quo. And I don't think we're ever going to get back to that status quo. And a large part of me thinks, thank God. But what else is coming up now is we're trying to balance those systems back out. So that pandemic was a result of things being way out of balance. And it shone a light on what else was imbalanced. But our egos take over and we say, okay, we really, really, really want to go back. We want to go back to this. And yet 
it's not necessarily a good thing. So where I'm trying to regain my composure in this this context is in this in this episode in this podcast is to say that the balance point is in is in the integrity it's in the rights it's in the selling of the rights it's in holding our own right and so i'm using the the deodorants and the toothpaste as an example of where those things are sold out and things change as a result of that and then there's a new agreement that happens and now you don't have a right to say anything because you've sold that but there's an example two examples that i can think of where people held out and didn't sell out on their product because there's a um, very famous comedian that has, uh, I'm just going to say at this point, Dave Chappelle is, he's had his go round in the comedic world. And what happens is as he became a comedian, that he became the product because his comedy was the product and that created a lifestyle and a demand on him and he became physically unhealthy he he for for go for went <laughs> he 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 had to sacrifice certain things in order to have that level of comedy and what he ended up sacrificing was his health and his family time his ability to be with his family. So when he saw this, he wanted to put things back in balance. And so he said no to certain things. And the conglomerate uh, that's packaging him, his comedy, didn't like that. And so there was a pushback. And so we've seen this play out publicly. And he couldn't sell his, his comedy routines on certain platforms. And he held out. And then he wanted it done a certain way where he was going to have his health and his family. And this big company, and I won't mention the company names, you can go and research this yourself, wouldn't buy his product. And then they would, again, this is over a long period of time, but he was offered a $50 million deal and he didn't like it because he was going to have to sell out again on his family and his health in some way. And he was saying, no, I'm holding out for this. Now, people thought he was cracked to be turning down $50 million. I mean, seriously, that takes a lot. So what I'm trying to round out for you here is the idea of he didn't sell out on the product. And what happened is he held his ground on that. 
And while it took a bit longer, and people's ego, this is where the ego starts to freak the fuck out. Because $50 million, oh my God. If we were offered that, it would be really hard to say no to that. And what happens is there's a new layer of fear that is introduced. I'm going to miss out on this opportunity. All these things won't be able to happen. This da 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 and then timelines and and things that you won't be able to do start rearing up big and ugly when something like that is presented. Now he held out and he said, no, I'm not taking that. I'm not going to take that because I, I want all of this. I want the full balance. And that's where the deodorant company and the toothpaste company stopped. So essentially they took the $50 million deal and they sold their company and things changed. Now Dave did not take that and he held out and like a year later, he got exactly what he wanted and he got it in a $60 million price tag. So he held out and then ended up getting more than what he bargained for and what was being offered. So that is where the balance point really comes in. Because when you hold out for your true integrity, for your truth, then the payout is huge and you get everything that you want. But it doesn't look the way that we think it's going to look. And that requires investing in the unknown, in having that faith, hope, and trust. Those things are where you have to hang on and you have to be trusting yourself. So why did I start out with all of this? Okay, because I was going to sleep thinking about how I'm selling out on myself and trying to find that little tricky loophole of what's going on. And it's something really silly, like deodorant, where it's like, that's making me feel uncomfortable in my own skin. So I don't want to sell out on myself and I want this to be completely in balance for me what it means to be healthy what i don't i don't want to have to think about these these things anymore i want i want to i want to smell good i want to feel good i want to feel confident and that's really what this is about is is being confident it's like that's making me uncomfortable in my own skin so i'm going to go and find the product whatever product it is that works and not sell out on myself and and I'm I'm looking at all the components of my life where I'm uncomfortable in my own skin or what does that look like what does it look like to hold the balance 
for yourself. So the question that I'm looking at is why? Why do we wait? Why do we make those choices? Because we don't have time to be investing this much time into deodorant. This is one stupid little choice. And isn't it easier to just walk down the grocery store aisle, see the 40 different options and just pick one? That one smells good. Great. I now have deodorant that smells good and it works, but it's sacrificing my health. And I'm holding out on that integrity for not developing cancer later on. So what is it? The question is, why do we choose things? Why do we Why do we eat the Oreos when we know we're trying to lose weight? Because it asks nothing of you right now. And that's the question that I'm looking at. We do things a million times, a thousand different decisions in a day that we will choose to sacrifice that deeper level of integrity because it asks nothing of us right now. You know you want the healthier body. You know you want to not get cancer, to not have the disease, but God, that bread, that gluten, that that thing that you know you are going to have a mild reaction to, the cheese maybe, maybe you're lactose intolerant, but oh, cheese tastes so good. But you want it. So you say, all right, right now, that cheese is asking nothing of me, so I'm going to eat it. And then you will be on the toilet later on. And maybe that, you know that, you know that that's going to be the outcome and you're okay with that level of sacrifice. That's okay. Cause it asks nothing of you now. You got to enjoy the taste of that cheese. That's what we're doing a thousand times a day. When we pick up the, we choose not to recycle. We choose not to to, to pick up the, the deodorant or the toothpaste that you know is going to be more imbalanced or to not invest in the entertainment that the person that created, created it was a depraved lunatic. And so you're actually now supporting that crazed lunatic. It's all those tiny little decisions that make up our day, make up our ease and our flow. And then we look down the line later on and we go, well, how did my life get to be this when I wanted it to be that? Because of those tiny decisions. 
all the time. Maybe you didn't develop cancer because of your deodorant. But maybe you did. Maybe it was you got skin cancer because of all the times that you were out in the sun burning to the point of peeling where you thought, ah, it's not that big of a deal because I'm playing volleyball. I'm boogie boarding. I'm doing whatever it is that I'm enjoying right now because it doesn't ask anything of me right now. So that's the big question. And it's going to vary for everybody. The answers are going to differ. Why do you do the things that you do right now? Because it's not asking anything of you. It's easier. It's easier. And there's nothing wrong with easier. But ultimately, if we make those really balanced choices, your whole life gets easier. Everybody's life gets easier. If you can hold out, it's like, it's like you're taking that $50 million immediately. Uh, No, it's even lesser than that. It's like, it's like you're asking, it's like you're taking a hundred dollars when if you held out and you balance things a little bit better, you could create a product, you could create a, a, a version of you that would be worth $50 million. And then you could take the $50 million or you could hold out for everything that you want, for the true balance and get the $60 million. And there was another example of this that I wanted to share with you, and that's Mary Poppins. And some of you may not know that Mary Poppins was a book series, series, prior to her being a movie that was made back in the 60s by Walt Disney. But when they, when Walt Disney approached the author of Mary Poppins to have the movie made, she had a certain set of criterias that she wanted met. And she did not sell the rights to her book. She created that book. She wrote it. She had Full autonomy, sovereignty, autonomy, both, of that product that she made. It was her creation. And what we forgot in today's day and age is people think that as soon as you write a book and somebody wants the movie rights, that you sign them over. You don't have to. It's a choice. You don't have to sign over your rights with that. And she didn't. And the movie became a success because she held on 
to her integrity of what that product was. And she got everything that she ultimately wanted. I think, well, I mean, to some degree. There's a whole bunch of other nuance to that. But those are the things that I want you to think about in terms of what it means to hold out, to not take the thing until it's in balance with you. And if things aren't flowing, if they're not balanced, there's that, that question of, of what it is that is not, if it's not, yeah, that's the question. Because it's going to come back into balance, natural law. It's going to come back into balance some way whether you want it to or not. So let's say it was a relationship that you invested in and you were sacrificing yourself. You yourself are an entire entity that is going to find balance in some way, shape or form. Emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, you will find balance. It will happen, whether you want it to or not. So you enter into a relationship. And here's the, the classic teenage girl response, which kills me. And I know I've said this one before. When asked why a young female might be in a relationship, her answer the classic answer is because he likes me at a young age, that is. And that's not across the board. Not every teenage girl does this, but many do. So that seems to be the premise to which we enter into relationships. It might be a little bit more nuanced or sophisticated, if you will, and I use sophisticated in air quotes later on, because it might be, well, because he has money. Or because, oh God, you can, you can think of all the reasons why you'd enter into a relationship, because there's safety there, because there's security, because he chose me. Those are imbalanced choices. But if you enter into those relationships on those premises, then you will be out of balance. And so it's going to balance out later on. So, so what? So he chose you. So let's go with the classic 50s line. He gave you his pin. You're wearing his jacket. Okay. Whoopty fricking do. Do you think that means that he's not stopping somebody else because you're wearing the jacket? Yeah, you might be wearing the jacket. But 
if you sacrifice something, if you know that there's something else there that you've, or maybe you don't know that he's doing that. Because a lot of us don't. But if you unconsciously have sacrificed those things, they will build up over time and they will tip. And then that's when the the big explosions happen. The the ugly divorces occur. Like the and, and you go, wait, how did this happen? What how did my life get this out of balance? Well, a long time ago, you made a tiny little quick decision that didn't ask anything of you in that moment. But it is going to ask something of you eventually. And it's up to you to question yourself. If this isn't asking something of me right now, what is it asking of me later? Answer that question for yourselves. Because that is what woke me up at oh dark 30 this morning and needed to be spoken. I am in my life asking myself this question. And I want you to ask yourself the same question. If it is not asking something of me right now, if it is actually giving and giving and giving to me right now, that will balance out somewhere. Reciprocity is what balance is. Back and forth, even give and take. And that comes in many, many forms. So if it's giving you money right now, what is it asking of your time, of your energy? Because that's where the reciprocity will will typically balance out. Or it will just ask for the money back. But where will it balance out? Because if you take it on day one, when you pay it back on day 6,012, interest will have accrued. So there's a larger payment, a balancing point. These are the agreements that we make. I believe I am winding this one down. So ask yourself the question. If it's not asking something of me right now, what will it be asking of me later on? And with that, I am going to snuggle back into my bed and try and get some sleep. But I am going to leave you in charge. Take care.